All right, B-listers, you know the drill. This is your official spoiler alert for the episode. If you don't want any spoilers, stop the episode now. And if you don't care about spoilers, hold on to your seats because this episode starts now. Listers. Hi, welcome to the Bee Critics Podcast. We're your hosts, Liz and Court. And our guest critic for this episode is Holly. Hello, Holly. Hello, hello. Hi, Holly. So, Holly is one of my really good friends from college, um, and she's gotten to know Courtney really well. Also, um, we talk on the reg. Holly's one of our biggest supporters. We love Holly, and we're super excited to hear what she's got to say about this week's movie. So, Holly, do you want to introduce the movie? Of course I would. (laughs) Okay, so this week, we are going to be talking about the movie La La Land. Yay! So exciting. (laughs) Holly, have you, had you ever seen La La Land before this watch through? No, this is my first time. And I watched it today. What a treat. (laughs) Oh, you just watched it. Okay. Mm -hmm. I want to make fresh on the brain. Oh, this is perfect. It's so fun. I've probably seen this movie like a million times. So um I basically wrote like that what we we're gonna talk about for the episode, like before we've been watching it. <laughs> okay, but before we get started, um for those who maybe didn't watch the movie or it's been a while, I'm just gonna give a little description. So La La Land is a musical following the romance of Mia, who's played by Emma Stone, and Sebastian, played by Ryan Gosling. Mia is an aspiring actress, and Sebastian is a struggling pianist who one day dreams of opening his own jazz club. When Mia and Sebastian's paths cross, a love story ensues where both grapple with falling for each other and following their dreams. Cute! <laughs> you think that sums it up? Yeah, I think <laughs> yeah. so. Um, Without giving the end away. Exactly. Yeah, but Holly... Like, you can give the end away if you want to. We have a spoiler, like, alert for the episode, so it's okay. <laughs> well, um, it wasn't what I wanted it to be. I'll just say that. Yeah. It didn't end how I wanted it to end. <laughs> We're definitely going to talk about it. Um, mm-hmm. But just to give a little bit of additional background. So this movie came out in 2016. It was directed by Damien Chazelle. Um, and this movie was actually, like incredibly awarded it won Mm -hmm. six academy awards including like best director best actress among others um and then it still holds the record to this day for the most golden globes with seven golden globes i mean i agree with all those awards it was a great movie yeah Yeah, so this is like i'm like so excited that we're starting with this movie because this it's like a critically acclaimed movie and so Mm -hmm. we get to critics now too yeah I was kind of I've known about all the awards and everything that it's gotten so I was I'm kind of shocked myself that I hadn't watched it until now especially like <laughs> yeah. coming out 2016 and now it's 2023 like why haven't you watched it before now yeah <laughs> I was gonna say <laughs> well now you have nice. <laughs> yeah. okay so now we're really gonna get into it and I have like a bunch of topics for us to talk about 
but Mm -hmm. probably the best place to start is just the fact that this movie is a musical and it has like an incredible soundtrack and an original score throughout um and so I want to talk about the soundtrack yep (laughs) um okay so I guess just to start um I want to talk about Emma and Ryan singing no no it's bad it's so bad no yeah it was rough I first of all one of the first things I did was google can they sing because I wanted to know like is this them like Like before you watched or while you were watching no while I was watching it's actually them singing yeah it's actually them I didn't know that they sang and then it was I didn't like their voices however yeah I didn't like their voices but I think it fit the movie and their characters yeah, like, I yeah. think it did what it was supposed to do, but I didn't mm-hmm. enjoy listening. So I appreciated that it wasn't auto-tuned mm-hmm. because when you see other musicals like the live-action Beauty and the Beast and Ariel, like, it's very auto-tuned. Mm-hmm. And you can tell that it's fake singing, whereas with this, you could – it's their voices. Yeah. Like, Emma Stone still has her lisp, and, like, you can tell it's really them. So it's, like, authentic. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, I – this is maybe controversial, but I love it because because I think it's authentic. And I think like the way that they do the musical is like supposed to just be kind of like an extension of reality kind of. And I think Mm -hmm. it kind of makes it feel like, okay, yeah, they're singing, but we're supposed to interpret that they're having some sort of conversation. And so like, I like that part of it. Yeah. And I didn't mind their voices that much. Well, I thought about it like, like I didn't enjoy listening to their voices, but I think like the purpose <laughs> of the movie was like, you know, it had like all the noises of like everyday life. And mm-hmm. so it was like, like if I started singing right now, it would be bad. So it was kind of like if, if normal everyday people started singing, like it wouldn't be yeah, like, like they're just regular Beyonce or something singing, you know? Yeah. So like, I think that that was like important, but I didn't mm-hmm. like either. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. It was atrocious, but it made sense for the movie. Atrocious is a strong word, but like I, I get, get it. It's a strong word. I'm probably I'm more on Liz's side than Courtney's side. You're fine. Um, okay, so what about like? How, did you know that Ryan for the piano, like he didn't have a piano double the whole movie. He did. Did he actually play? Yeah. Or did he just like move his hands around? No, he actually played. He spent three months oh. like learning how to play the piano. Okay. I only know that because I Googled it because I was also like, can Ryan Gosling play the piano? Because <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, I was shook. I was like, what is this? I've never seen them sing or I never seen them dance. I don't know. I was shocked by it all. So the dancing was good. Mm-hmm. I did like the dancing. Oh, we'll get to that. Okay. We still gotta <laughs> okay. So, did you have like a favorite song that went on during the movie? Mm, so I like the um, what is it, City of Stars? That one. That's my favorite. But I yeah. think I don't think I liked it at first. I think I heard it and I was like, "Oh, that sounds familiar." And like maybe I've heard it like because this has so many awards. And this movie's very popular. And then as it kept going, I started to like it more. Okay. But I didn't really, like, I love musicals and I love to sing along to musicals. But none of these songs were super catchy to me where I would want yeah, to yeah. sing them in the car. 
They're not like the kids' songs. Yeah. It's not Disney. It's not, you know. Yeah, They I were agree. definitely more mature. Mm-hmm. I, so, I love this soundtrack, like, so much so that <laughs> ever since 2016, when I first watched it, I will, like, play this soundtrack in full, like, while I'm, like, cooking in the kitchen or, like, cleaning up the house or something like that. Like, um, I, like, I love it. Like, I just love all the music. It's kind of, like, like jazz music to me. Like, I don't know. Um, Maybe I'm, like, her yeah. character when she's, like, I don't like jazz music. That's me. <laughs> um, I think my favorite is the Mia and Sebastian's theme song, though, which is, like, like basically the scene where Ryan in the very beginning like plays piano and Emma mm-hmm. or Mia walks in on it. So like mm-hmm. no singing. But y'all said mm-hmm. you like the ones where they're singing, which I thought was funny. I liked that they kept coming back to that. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. not only did the theme come back, but it like built. So there was like more instruments the next time. It was louder the next time. They were both in the scene mm-hmm. like the last time it played. So it was just kind of like their love story in song okay and what about like emma's solo and i feel like i'm so torn to shreds but i love that like i that part in the movie makes me cry so it was cringy yeah i was like oh no 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 we are not singing right now (laughs) but i also okay i feel like her like as an actress like she has like a cringiness to her yeah, like, like even in like Cruella, you know, it's like different Cruella, like all the different things. Like she's just more of a cringy mm-hmm. actress. So then like her singing, I already have that like idea <laughs> of her and then adding on like the singing, it just like made it more cringy. But I think I yeah. think it did what the movie wanted it to do. Like mm-hmm. I think it was it, it was very well done. I just think it was cringy. Yeah, it, I, agree. I kind of get that though, because like she's they asked her to tell a story and then like she starts talking but then like immediately starts singing so breaks out into song it's kind of like random but like I think that's the point like I don't know that's, well it got her the part so I guess it worked <laughs> I th- but I thought she was playing well in that so y'all think she didn't sing well in that um, she's not a singer yeah. so like she doesn't perform when she sings like she's acting out in the scene but she's not like performing when she sings so if you go see like a broadway play you hear it in their voice what's going on you could not even be watching the play or the musical but you know what's going on based on how their voice is moving hers doesn't do that because she's not a singer i also I felt so, like she was very quiet just kind of like monotone like she, yeah. and like sometimes yeah. like whisper okay, also, like disclaimer i watched the whole movie with subtitles <laughs> if i didn't have <laughs> subtitles on i don't think i would have and also I'm hearing, I'm very loud. I can't hear very well. So everything has to be on like 100 volume. So I watched this entire movie on like 100 volume in my echoing apartment. So just take that in. But if I didn't have it like blasting with subtitles, I would have missed some words because she was just so quiet. Oh, no. yeah. yeah, I could see that. A little bit mumbly. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, we're moving on because... Courtney's <laughs> like, no Courtney's more. Heart is broken. No more. <laughs> Um, did you have any least favorite songs before we move on? The ending scene, like Emma Stone's solo was bad. Oh, okay. Well, okay. Moving on. <laughs> okay. Next, I want to talk about the dancing. Mm-hmm. And I, I thought it was great. We're going to have a better, a better conversation, better reactions here. Um, 
<laughs> yeah. So y'all liked it. You liked yes. the dance. Yeah. I liked the dancing a lot. They did really good. I was surprised by them. They shocked me. Mm-hmm. They looked, um, le- while their singing was not natural, their dancing was much more natural. Oh, yeah. Good. I saw somewhere, and I think it was on TikTok, where Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling did an interview where they talked about um, the scene where they're leaving the party and they do that big dance number. Mm-hmm. And they said they had one take to do that. So they had to practice like crazy because they had to have the perfect day with no clouds, the lighting. They only had like 20 minutes with the lighting. And so they had one take to do it. Wow. wow. I didn't realize they actually did that one outside. I was thinking it would be like on mm-hmm. a set. That's cool. Yep. Yeah, they did it IRL in one take. And like, I thought it looked perfect. I would never have known it was a one take yeah, no. shot. But I also love- I did. Oh, you go first. No, go ahead. I was just say I didn't like one thing I didn't like about the dancing was um the shoes that they wore like the top shoes. I didn't like. Them. Yeah. <laughs> I thought they were like- I was it was a little cheesy. <laughs> yeah. I was just about to say that I love that she switched from her heels to the top shoes. I think it was cute that she did, but I didn't like the top shoes they chose. I thought they were ugly top shoes. Yeah, oh. they should have matched her outfit. Yeah. Okay. Also, okay. Like, they could have been yellow. So I knew this was an iconic scene, the dance scene. And so I was prepared for it. And so I was waiting for it. Yeah. I've seen pictures. It's like a big one. I hated the yellow dress. <gasps> really? Mm-hmm. I wish it was any other It doesn't other color. do great things for her skin tone. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But I thought it was like a good juxtaposition from what she wears the rest of the movie. That's true. Because it's like the bright scene, like the happiest she's ever been kind of. Yeah, she's so- in like the brightest color. Yeah. Did you notice that like – the way that they dress her, they put her in colors in the beginning of the movie, and then by the end, she's only wearing like white and black. Oh, I didn't notice, but that's she loses her spot. That's a good point. No, Aww. she just like matures. It's I think it's supposed. So this is like the next scene that's on the list to talk about, but we can just go into it. Um, <laughs> of color throughout the film. So mm-hmm. like, Mia is wearing like really bright colors in the beginning and then like Mm -hmm. throughout like when she does her one woman show she's wearing all white um and then like when you see her after and she's like supposed to be five years later she's like wearing like a really posh white dress um but then like Ryan Gosling's character wears like tan like what are they made out of like tweed suits like the whole or like linen or something like the whole movie basically and I think that's just to show that he's like I guess like older than her and like more established set in it yeah yeah but he's not established he's kind of like struggling yeah speaking of the colors I loved the girl's apartment yeah oh, me too. that was so fun. I would live there <laughs> with like the billboard looking thing in her room yes yeah and then it was like she had the billboard and then at the end like when he's going into his club there's like the billboard of her I thought that was like a cool thing I know whenever I see um like 20 somethings in movies and their apartments are always like that I'm like this is so unrealistic like my apartment when I was like young 20s and struggling was like everything was from Walmart or like Goodwill and just like (laughs) mix and match like didn't go together like this so the fact this is so cute is just like not real I agree but it looked so fun the girls were fun I did like Mm -hmm. um the musical number I didn't find the song catchy, but I just thought it was cute when they were um, getting ready to go to the party at the very, very beginning. Mm-hmm. And they were like, 
getting dressed and all the girls were singing and dancing and, and everything was very colorful and fun. I liked that a lot. Mm-hmm. What about how did we feel about the opening scene with the dancing on the cars in and around the cars and jumping and everything with the cars? I thought it was fun. There was a lot going on. Mm-hmm. I was like overstimulated. I was like, oh my gosh, there's a lot yeah. of noise. And I kind of uh-huh. felt that way throughout the film, the whole movie. There was a lot of noise. Because you had your TV on a hundred volume. <laughs> I could hear everything like but I think that was like a point they wanted to make. I don't know, maybe not. Yeah. But like just like it was like the hustle and bustle of life. You could just mm-hmm. hear every sound. It was very loud and very clear. Yeah. And very distinct. They really so made they, a point home of like we're in LA. They actually like shut down the road to shoot it. And they I think they had it down for two days and then but that, that would ruin my commute. Yeah. <laughs> I would not be going to work. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that scene was done in three takes, too, that they, like, stitched together, which is kind of cool, I think. Um, but I also watched this interview about that scene in particular where they were saying when they originally made the movie, they had it, like, kind of in a different order. So they were going to have, like, an opening credits and then – the scene where um, Mia and Sebastian like run into each other in the cars and then jump into like the musical number. And they were like, it's weird. Like it's like this movie has three different beginnings. And so then they made the decision to switch it to where that's like the very first thing you see. And like that is the opening credits of the movie. I like the way they did it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. It worked. Because I feel like into the honk. Yes, and I I knew in that moment I was like, "That's coming back. That's gonna be a thing." Like, there's just no way. And then it was like a crucial part of the movie. One of the times when it happened, it scared me so bad. Like I like physically like jumped like (laughs) when she's eating breakfast with her roommate. Yeah, I didn't even have my TV that loud. It scared me. But yeah, I like the scene because I think it like introduced the fact that like this is a musical and like mm-hmm. this is how the movie mm-hmm. be. Because I think dancing and singing and everything. Yeah. Yeah. And it was great. Probably the best singing in the movie too. <laughs> I yeah. agree. I yeah. I did notice as well that all of the dancers that are in the beginning scene are throughout the movie. Oh, that's so cool. they kept like all the like extra backup dancers, like and they used them in the whole movie. I did not notice that. that. That's cool. Elizabeth, you're very observant during... Well, there was one specific woman who had this, like, um, like red afro mm-hmm. thing. But, like, just the top part was, like, fluffy and curly and red. And then I saw her again, and I was like, wait a minute. And so I Googled it, and they were like, yeah, we used all of the dancers throughout the entire movie. Like, as if it was a play. Huh. That's so cool. I honestly yeah. love that. Okay. It's exciting and fancy. I know. Fancy. <laughs> so fancy. Okay. So just to get us back to like color, the only other mm-hmm. thing about color is that they did like single color scenes. So like, for example, with Emma, the one that we talked about was – um the one where Emma Stone is wearing like the all yellow dress. And that's like all you notice because that's like the only color in the scene. Mm-hmm. And then like mm-hmm. the same thing with the girls in the beginning, like their dresses are so significant because it's like the only color in the scene. 
Um, but there's even yeah, like, they're in the party of black, and then there's like the jewel tone girls that are there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought that was cool. Um, I'm trying to think of like other instances. I mean, there's even like small shots where like there'll be like a line of like I think there was a shot where there was a line of like purple dumpsters, and that was like the only like color in the scene. So I just think I don't know. I thought it was super cool. No, I um, yeah, I, didn't, I didn't notice specific things, but I did notice the colors were very vibrant throughout the whole mm-hmm. movie. Mm-hmm. And like there was one I cannot remember the scene, but like her um, Mia's hair was like kind of glowing with like the outline, and it was like red, like a red outline of her hair. And I don't know if it it was like this um, a sign was like glowing behind her. I don't know if that's like what they meant, but I noticed it, and just like throughout the whole movie, I noticed that the colors were very bold. And I felt like that was important. I don't know. It just, it, it stood out to me. I liked it. I think yeah. it's kind of to what you said, Liz, like where they use the same actors throughout, like it made it feel like a musical. Like I think that made it feel like a musical because the colors mm-hmm. and the costuming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. Okay. I also, okay. I don't know. It, this gives me like a color thought, like it reminded me a lot of like an old movie like an old Hollywood movie Mm -hmm. and so then the contrast of like the colors I don't know really know what that did for me but it felt like there was like an intentional contrast with like so bright it almost should have been in black and white yes like I like I felt like I could have I could have watched this in black and white but then like they had all these vibrant colors so it like stood out more so Mm -hmm. the director I think he wrote the screenplay too but he based it off of a 1930s musical so that's I exactly what it was made a note and I was like, what time period are we in? Yeah. Yes. Are we present day? Are we like, where are we? I thought that as well. I kept going like, I must have missed something when it said like, but she drove a Prius. 1945. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> kind of like, I think he, honestly, I think he took some elements from Pulp Fiction because I think he like had yeah. a time warp. Like mm-hmm. it was supposed to feel like it was set in the like thirties, but then supposed to also be very modern to be like relatable to somebody watching in 2016 mm-hmm. so I thought that was super it worked creative. yeah yeah it's cool that y'all noticed that though okay so just to go through a couple more like notable scenes from the movie so we already talked about the opening scene on the freeway and we talked a little bit about it but I want to talk about the party scene where they did mm-hmm. someone in the crowd and specifically the part where um Mia was walking through and the music got kind of slower and everybody around her was dancing like in slow-mo but they weren't slow-mo they were like acting it yeah yeah wasn't that cool mm-hmm. I liked that a lot I don't know how to describe it but I just thought I was like oh this is cool like whoever choreographed <laughs> yeah. this, this was good this was good mm-hmm. and then when they like jump in the pool and all the people around the pool were doing like a choreographed dance kind of like and it set up yeah it was cool <laughs> I liked it it reminded me of like the mannequin challenge a little bit you know remember the mannequin challenge yeah <laughs> it kind of reminded me of that especially like when everyone was still and then the guy like dove into the pool and like everyone mm-hmm. it was like still but he's moving I liked that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah um that's definitely one of those songs too like where if you ever were to listen to it, like, in the car, I don't know if y'all do this, where you're listening to a car, or you're in the car, you listen to a song, and then you feel like you're in a movie. Does that ever happen Oh, to all you? the time. I live my life in a movie. 
That's some main character energy yeah, from both of you. You romanticize <laughs> your life. Good. How for you? Um, and I feel like that is like the perfect song for it, but you could just be like walking around your house. You wouldn't even have to be like in the car. Okay, I'm going to try it. I'll let you guys know. Yeah. Yes, report back. Please. <laughs> there will be an update for this later. Okay, so the next scene is weirdly, I think my favorite, favorite scene from the movie and it's the scene I call it the Iran scene but the one where she requests <laughs> Sebastian to play Iran I wrote this one down I did not like it it was so cringy yeah it's very cringy but I think that's why I like it because I think it's funny I think it was supposed to be like that like, yeah like I think yeah, it was it. supposed to be weird and uncomfortable for everyone mm-hmm. I it wrote was, down, I think they did, it did what it, like everything. I think it was exactly like it was supposed to be. Like she performed it yeah. amazingly, but I hated it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you were supposed to. I think you're supposed to be like, ew, these two people need to move on with their lives, get, get out of here, and then you fall in love with also, them. Also, like the boldness. Overtime. They'd only seen each other like in the street, you know, in their cars, homie. <laughs> and then like. Had, and flipped each other off. They're like, Whoa. And then they'd seen each other at the. Um, the, the when he was playing the Christmas carols and then he like bumped her mm-hmm. so this is like the third time they've seen each other and she's gonna act weird like that I don't know well, I think well she's that. like mad at him yeah. yeah because she went to go give him a compliment and he like ran straight past her and was like I don't care what you have to say and I get that and... but we didn't have to act like that <laughs> well I think that's why oh the, I think it's part of it the, a lovely night like they sing like I could not be interested in you, you know? Like, because I, I think they're trying to pretend like they're mad at each other still, but they're really into each other. Yeah. Well, if you noticed, Sebastian's car was parked yes. right across from ballet. So he literally just wanted to walk her to her car. So sweet. Okay. Can I admit something? I thought this was just me on a fail moment. When they <laughs> took the, um, I thought they were stealing cars. I thought they were stealing rich people cars. And then when she got into her car and then he got into his car, I was like, oh. So I like made up this whole other storyline about how they were going to steal rich people's cars. Isn't, isn't Ryan Gosling in a movie called like Drive where he like has a car chase and stuff? It's um, not that I think so. I think that's his thing. But okay. then, yes, I thought it was sweet when he went back and his car was right across, and he had clearly just mm-hmm. wanted to walk with her. I liked that. Okay. Um, the next scene I want to talk about is the planetarium scene, where they go floating around yeah. like they're in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think? Uh, I liked it. I, I, Good. it made me. It reminded me of like you know, like and like when you watch a play or a ballet. Um, and they dance with their, or they act with their bodies, and they tell a story with their mm-hmm. bodies, and they're dancing and not with their voice. I liked that because um, I think it was done really well. Mm, I, I it. think it was meant to show that they were literally on cloud nine. Yeah, mm. <laughs> I just thought it was, yeah. cool. I was like, this is cheesy. Like, you could never have done that in just like a normal movie. Like the only mm. reason they could have done that is because this was like a musical you know but it, yeah. them, it was already over the top <laughs> even like, the fact that they were in the planetarium like there was no one else there like it was kind of weird oh my gosh yeah. like them okay this stood out to me like when they're 
driving to the planetarium and like their car is going it was just like so like the like the scene of like the car driving was so smooth and so fast it felt like unreal I don't know if that like pointed out like no y'all noticed yeah. that but like the car That's driving true. was just very like old-timey Hollywood but like new age but like unrealistic but choreographed but I don't know it was just like everything was like seamless I don't know yeah. I thought it was really cool I think it was supposed to look like it was in like a movie like they were watching yes. a movie yeah, yeah yeah I agree yeah it was cool I thought it was like I think it's like amazing to watch and I don't even know like how they did that but it looked very neat <laughs> I have another scene that I want to talk about okay so when where we go to Emma's place of business like where she works mm-hmm. at the coffee shop that's like on whatever wherever all the stuff is filmed in Hollywood and that's like where the aspiring actresses and singers and people who wanted to get discovered that's where they all work um, because it's close to everything and like all the famous people all the directors everybody walks in there and sees them all the time and that was reminding me like I was having major flashbacks from the book the seven husbands of Evelyn Hugo oh yeah when she talks about that diner yeah because it's in the book it's probably a real place Yeah, yeah I think it is I liked that they, like, did a flashback to that diner or that, like, coffee shop at the end, too. Me, too. Yeah. When she, like, goes in and she's, like, the fancy, beautiful actress that the little barista is like, oh, my God. And she was so nice, the baristas, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Unlike all the other people that were so mean to her the whole movie. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Her evil manager. (laughs) I think we need to talk about the end of the movie. Um, Yeah. So that's the next thing on my list. So okay. this movie won like a bunch of awards and one of them was um, an Academy Award for like, uh, what was it? Best was it original screenplay. Well, yeah, but it won best screenplay, but it was a, a Golden Globe. I misspoke. Um, oh, okay. But I just wanted to ask like, how y'all felt about the story and the twist at the end and then we're going to talk about like the epilogue scene but just about the story in general like how did you feel about it I I at first I was like it was kind of slow and I wasn't sure and then as we kept going I started to like it and so then I liked them getting together I was like okay I like this and I was upset when they um broke up and went their little separate ways. I was mad about that. But I was like hanging on because I was like, they're going to come back together at the end and they're going to fall in love and they're going to be happily ever after once they're both successful. And then I was ripped. My heart was ripped out and I was disappointed. <laughs> that's what so, I have to say about it. I hated the end. I loved how um Sebastian was the one that got to like take her to her audition that was ultimately the one like her breakthrough audition Mm -hmm. because he was like her biggest supporter like biggest believer cheerleader everything like the whole movie pretty much yeah I love that so I loved that um however I'm a strong believer that they could have made it work Mm -hmm. and that they didn't like try hard enough like oh you're going to Europe for seven months 
okay, you have a cell phone, like, you go on tour, like, why don't you just, like, sync it up and make it work? I don't know. But I think they could have made it work. Also, I didn't like how they kind of insinuated that she had forgotten about him at the mm-hmm. end when she walks into his club and she's, like, shocked. Yeah, like, she's hearing he had, like, jazz music. You would think she'd be, like, yes. triggered. Like, don't she'd go be like, in. wait a minute. Yeah. Yeah. But he obviously had not forgotten about her because she was on the billboard outside of his place. Mm-hmm. And he used her logo. And and he was playing their song. So, like, I didn't like that. Mm-hmm. Not a fan. So, I've watched this movie, like, probably a dozen times. And when I first watched it, I really liked the end. Like, I really, really liked it. And then I watched it with my mom <laughs> and my sister and my mom like liked the movie. And then she watched the end and was like, you tricked me. That was a horrible movie. What in the world? Um, it makes it sad. Yeah, it does make it sad. But I want to talk about the epilogue scene, which is this. Well, it's the scene where like they go back and kind of play if it had been different like what if it had happened differently so when he's playing the piano they go back and what I noticed like watching it back this time is that like they have a really happy life together but neither of them achieve their dreams in that like version of reality Mm. and so like I thought it was really neat to show that that like in the real ending like they both achieved the dreams that they were chasing the whole movie and that's why they had to separate. So it was like the mature thing to do. But then in the other ending, they still would have been happy but wouldn't have achieved their dreams. I didn't think about it like that. That that hurts. That's yeah. Like hit a reality right there. Yeah. Um, I think they kind of settled in their lives by not like getting it all. I think it kind of makes people think together. that they have to settle. Yeah. They I think they could have made together. it work. I was, or they could have, like, come back together. Yeah, I will, Why not? I was, like, having a moment when, like, I saw, you know, her kid, and then she went back, mm-hmm. and, like, she and her husband seemed like they were, like, good. Happy. And so then I was like, oh, this is going to suck whenever she breaks his heart to go back with him. And then it didn't happen. <laughs> Did you think that that scene was real? Like, oh, wait, no, this this is what actually happened? Yes. So I looked away, or, like, I walked away. And I had to come back, stop the movie, and replay it because I thought, I was like, what? When did they break up? What happened to the husband? Oh, my God. And I was like, wait, was this all a fever dream? Like, was someone sleeping? And so I had to go back and rewatch it because I was confused. And then I was more hurt and upset. Yeah, it is. Like, the first time you watch it, it, like, kind of does rip your heart out. Like, because you kind of are having, like, a whiplashy moment because it's really surprising when you first see Mm -hmm. the, like, new guy she's with. And then, like, to kind of watch it all back. Um, but that scene, too, is just, like, incredible with all of the, like, the murals and stuff that they make. And then, like, they bring back all the dancers. And, like, it feels like a real musical during that part. Um, I love – I really love that part of it. Um, but then there's also this, like, theory that it's kind of like two movies within one because of the – part where like they start watching the movie you know and then they go into the planetarium and then like it's almost like they're like playing out their 
movie or their life as if it was a like the other movie like they were in a play yeah mm. like a play within a play yeah um so like that's why I think it's like really interesting because there's like two endings to the movie there's the one where like she leaves him and she ends up with the husband and follows her dream and becomes a big actress but there's the other one bad ending which <laughs> ends up with Seb and they're happy but neither of them follow their dreams that's hard I know but that's why I think it's such an incredible movie because like not a lot of movies that aren't like based on a book or like I don't know like there's not like original stories like that anymore and I just think it's so cool I guess I'm glad that we got to see both versions of like what their life could be even though it was hard but I want I need a third version I need an alternative (laughs) ending where they follow their dreams and they make it work I want a third version I need a sequel where she leaves. I love a fairy tale ending. Me like, too. Realize. That's the whole point of watching the movie. Because I want it to be real. That's why I romanticize my life because I want it to be like a movie <laughs> and I want a fairy tale ending. No, I don't want that ending. I mean, I guess. Yeah, what the heck? I guess they're happy, but. But the other thing too, and y'all are going to hate me because I'm like going against y'all so much, but like I know that he helped her follow her dream at the end, right? Like he was the one that got her to go to the audition and stuff, but he. Mm-hmm he did like the fight the scene where they had the argument and he like basically said like um like all those hurtful things to her and then he didn't end up coming to her one woman show like I almost feel like their relationship couldn't recover from that that made me really mad I was like I was ready to go get him take him out I was mad but then (laughs) Whenever he took her to the audition, like he made up for it, but like you mean you can't really make up for it. But he tried. Yeah. I also thought it was ridiculous the photos that they were taking for John Legend's little band. That was awful. Those. Yeah, it was. was, was I think it was supposed to be. I was like in the music, like okay, I guess it was supposed to be over the top and weird, like jazz music turned like. I don't even know what that was. I kind of liked it. Okay, I I understood like what they were trying to say. Like people, <laughs> like like now people are buying things that are like trendy and popular, not like the, what's classic mm-hmm. and like good and authentic. So like I understood the contrast they were doing there, but goodness, it was awful. It was Did awful. you like John Legend in the movie? I mean, he was fine. <laughs> I thought he was fine too, it's but he did. I think he did write that music. Like that's his music that he did. Mm. So that's why they had that's why they pulled him in as like a contrast to the score that's like throughout the rest of the movie. But mm. yeah. I didn't even know that was John Legend, so I was gonna Okay, I know. <laughs> All oh, right. Man. Okay, Is moving there... on. <laughs> um y'all wanna talk about before we like wrap up this part? Um, okay, let me think, let me think, let me think. I told you guys I thought it was very noisy with lots of sounds. Um, I don't know. I just felt like we kind of talked about this being like a play. Like, you know, like, um, I just felt like I could have watched this entire movie on a, on a play, like on a stage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It felt, yeah. It, and I honestly, like, you could convince me, I know it's not realistic, but like, you could convince me they like shot the whole thing in like one day because it was just so seamless mm-hmm. and smooth. And I, I like, thought, yeah, I thought that was really cool. 
I saw a TikTok where this girl said she convinced her mom and sister that they shot La La Land in one take. And they, she was like, they were amazed. And it's just like that, <laughs> staring at the screen. I would, I might believe that because it was <laughs> like, it was done so well. And it like, you know, when movies like, I don't know, you like, you're watching one scene and then it jumps to like a whole different like location and time of day. And it's just like choppy. This one, mm-hmm. like, I, it just, it was seamless. Even the parts yeah. that were, like, take you to a different time or something like that, it was seamless. It yeah, cool. it did feel mm-hmm. a lot like a musical, especially mm-hmm. with all the transitions and everything. Okay. What about you, Liz? Anything else we forgot to mention? I don't think so. Okay. Are we ready to give our ratings? Sure. Are Yay! We- <laughs> so we um, use the letterbox rating scale which is just zero to five um Mm -hmm. with half star increments so holly do you want to give your rating first do you want me to just say my rating or do you want me to explain it explain it okay yeah do both so i gave it a 4.0 like just a four a straight up four Mm -hmm. not for my own personal enjoyment or opinion of it i actually like i did not really like the movie overall like i probably wouldn't watch it again Really? Um, okay. Yeah, I know. Isn't that interesting? But I thought the movie was really well done. Like, yeah. I think they did mm-hmm. a really good job with it. I And I did, at the beginning, it was hard. It was hard to watch. I was like, oh, gosh. I have to get through two hours and eight minutes. Like, this is rough. <laughs> but then I did fall in love with the characters, and I did mm-hmm. keep going. But it was really long. I do think, I think they it wasn't, like, too long. I think they did what they were supposed to do in the amount of time they had. And I think it was done mm-hmm. really well. I think the music was done really well. I just think every overall was a really good movie. And I would recommend someone watch it because I think it's someone mm-hmm. else's cup of tea. But I I just probably won't watch it again. And, I, and it's not on one of my top movies. <laughs> but I think it was done well. That's so I'll, surprising. I'll give them credit. I know because I know you guys thought I was going to love this movie. <laughs> That's how we picked you for it. It's right like, up my like, alley. I will love this movie. I was like, great, yeah. perfect. And I aligned but with it's a lot absolutely of, okay. I aligned with like the romanticizing things, the, mm-hmm. the having music in the background of your life, kind of everything mm-hmm. was very dramatic. Like when mm-hmm. she ran to the movie, when she left the dinner and was like, I'm running sorry, down the and ran on the street and then went into the movie theater. Also, they were so they went fancy. Up on the stage. They were so fancy. <laughs> yes. And then went up on the stage and like looked around dramatically. I was like, yeah, I'm that dramatic. So, like, I, I resonated. <laughs> I resonated with it. But, oh, my gosh. Okay, pause. Another cringy scene, and I know they do this in a lot of movies, when they were, like, going to hold hands for the first time in a movie. Yes. And it zoomed in on their hands, and we had to watch that. That was rough. But I, I understand <laughs> why that was done. That's exactly how it happens in real life sometimes. Like, it was so Do you not like cringy stuff? in general like do you think so like the office oh i love the office but that's different so that's like (laughs) oh the office is like cringy in a different way i think that like love cringiness and like pda cringiness and this was more like a love story cringiness i think that makes me feel weird i think it made you weird because it was like too realistic like it puts you in that mindset of like when you're you're about to feel an uncomfy time and you're like okay like how do I do this like I felt that in that moment yeah I I don't want that I don't want to feel that in a movie I want to feel like just be natural I want like 
birds singing around <laughs> me, you know? Oh my god, yes. Okay, sleeping beauty. <laughs> Aurora in the cottage both with exactly. the three very godmothers. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's what I want. No, but I think it was a really well done movie and I see why it won so many things. And mm-hmm. um I like I fell in love with the characters and I liked it, but I it wasn't one of my favorites. So yeah. Okay. That's fair. Fair. But you still gave it four, so I yeah. appreciate that. <laughs> Okay, I was nervous you? to rate. I was nervous to rate, but I feel confident. No, no need. You're all about <laughs> respecting other people's opinions on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Right. So I gave this movie four and a half stars out of five. Okay. I think this was the second or third time I watched it. Um, and I honestly had forgotten a lot of the movie. Like I knew like the main, like what was going to happen pretty much, but I'd forgotten a lot of little details and it like started and I was sitting there and I was like, oh, this scene, the car scene. And then I was like, okay, okay. So we get past that scene and then I just like was enthralled. I like couldn't stop watching it. Hermione was like yelling at me because she was hungry. Hayden came home and I was like, Hayden, I'm busy. I'm watching this movie. I was like so enthralled with it and I had forgotten how much I liked the movie. So I'm really glad that I got to watch it again. And like Holly said, I would definitely recommend to anyone to watch this movie, whether or not you think you're going to like it, definitely watch it because it's one of the good ones. They should make more like it. Yeah. Maybe with better singing. I'm just kidding. Not better singing. (laughs) Better singing. Okay. Well, like Phantom of the Opera style. Yeah. This is going to come as no surprise that I (laughs) gave this movie five stars, which is a big deal. Um, But I love this movie and everything about it. I love Mm -hmm. Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling. I love the way it was made. I love the costumes. I love the singing. I think the story is incredible. And I love the like use of like, jumping in and out of reality kind of like I think it's so cool and I think um every time I watch it like I like it more and more and I would definitely recommend somebody watch it so yay so it got an average of four and a half stars it's a pretty good movie Mm -hmm. maybe I need to watch it go check it out maybe I'll watch it a second (laughs) I feel like the first time you watch it it's like shocking at the end so it might like be a little different if you sit on it and watch it again. Let us know if your opinion changes okay, if you watch it again. I'll let you know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, that's all we have for the episode today. So mm-hmm. we're going to kind of like wrap it up. Um, so, yeah, I guess, Holly, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, mm-hmm. you're thank you for having a- me. This was fun. <laughs> I got to watch a movie, which oh, who doesn't love to watch a movie and like stop exactly. everything and actually focus on a movie. I <laughs> honestly like nowadays it's so hard to like put your phone down and like not like text mm-hmm. while you're watching a movie or like a show or like work on do work or clean. Yeah. Yep. And for this movie, I literally like stopped everything and it was yeah. so nice. I just like curled up with a blanket and my dogs and watched the movie and it was so nice. Yeah, it was great having you. You're a fabulous critic. Thank you, thank you. (laughs) I try to think of, okay, normally when I watch a movie, I just watch like, oh, like, he's cute, and I like them, they're fun. But this time I tried to like really think like, how would Liz and Courtney watch this movie? (laughs) (laughs) What would they analyze? What, 
Like, I need to come ready. And I think I did a decent job. You did great. Awesome. (laughs) Um, Okay. So now we're going to quickly mention our season one merch giveaway. Mm -hmm. So Liz and I are doing merch giveaways for our, like, first season of episodes. Um, And this is like the first of the five movies of the first season and Mm -hmm. I'm not sure exactly which piece of merch we're going to be giving away but this is like one of them that we have it's a like a sweatshirt that says the bee critics on it um every time I wear this sweatshirt I get like a million compliments on it like I wore it this morning and my friend complimented me on it it looks super good it's cropped um okay but for more details about the merch giveaway go to our Instagram and it will kind of explain like how to enter the giveaway. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yay. Tell them where they can find us. Okay. How they can get on our Instagram. Yeah. So you can find us on um, our socials. And I'll mention we're on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Be Critics mm-hmm. Podcast. Yep. So we want to say thank you again for checking us out. We'd appreciate if you could leave us a rating or review. And if you're loving what we're doing, subscribe and follow. Um, We're on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. And also check out our website, becritics.com, or find all of these links on our link tree in the episode show notes. All right. Bye, guys. Bye.